Welcome everyone to Business Growth on Purpose. My name is Jose Palomino. I'm CEO of Value Prop Interactive. And it is my great pleasure every week to be interviewing experts from around the world, owners of other B2B businesses, and sometimes just sharing some of my personal insights from decades of helping businesses grow on purpose. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. This is Jose Palomino, your host again for another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. And as you know, I'm the CEO and founder of Value Prop Interactive. And I love for our podcast and our show, uh, because some of you may be watching this on YouTube or on our website, as well as Apple and Spotify and all the other distribution channels for podcasts. Our show really is focused on helping, especially owners of B2B companies, get a handle on profitable growth. That's really what we want to do through the show by bringing on experts to interview, by talking to owners. And then uh, from time to time, about once a week, I like to speak into something that I think might be very helpful to you. And today's topic is strategic planning, which I know right away you go, oh, strategic planning is such a big topic. How are we going to do that? We're so busy. Uh, we're picking up orders right now. I don't need a strategic plan. I need an operations plan. I need a hiring plan. Uh, I need a financial plan because I'm getting orders, but they're all like net 60 and I have to figure out how to make that work financially. All of that, I understand. So what we're going to talk about today is a four-step strategic plan, something very simple that you can do. Uh, that if you follow along with me, this will be really easy for you to apply um, you know, over uh, pizza, lunch with your leadership team, that kind of thing. Now, we can certainly go a lot deeper, and I'll talk a little bit about that later. But right now, I just want to give you four big handles and a metaphor of doing this, which is, which is a rocket on a launch pad going somewhere. So I, I recently watched a really terrible disaster movie. It was fun watching with my son, and it was rockets being launched toward to saving the earth, that kind of thing, right? So uh, so here are the four things, and I just want to hit on them uh, pretty quickly in, in helping you really get your head around this topic that's often presented as such a big, heady thing, strategic planning. What does that mean? Well, at the highest level, it just uh, strategic planning is really decisions that you make to accomplish the objectives, the goals, the results that you want. That's simple. Now, that could be operational. Day-to-day, -day, you're making those kind of decisions. So these are decisions that you make to accomplish the goals, the objectives that you want that are a little bit longer term, right? That might be measured like a year at a time, i.e. decisions we'll make to accomplish what we want to accomplish this year. So that's the, that's the, the difference between day-to-day -day operational planning, which frankly should tie into that. Now, a lot of companies uh, very big companies do very formal strategic planning, and some of them stick to it. Some of them, frankly, you know, the, it's like uh, Mike Tyson famously said, I blogged about it once, that everyone has a strategy until you get punched in the face. So that's reality. And in small companies, sometimes we take that too much to heart and say, well, there's no point doing the planning. And so these four steps, once you hear them, you're going to know, okay, we can definitely do these. So again, rocket ship metaphor. So think about it this way. You need a target. Actually, you need a number of targets, but you need to know where you're aiming. Specifically, 
what customer are you aiming for, what industry that customer is in. And when I say customer, and for those of you who've listened to me before, you know I'm not just talking about um, you know aerospace manufacturers or something like that, or law firms. Uh, get more specific. Like who at that law firm do you need to connect with? Is it a general manager? Is it a practice manager? Is it the senior partner? Depending what you sell, that could really matter. If you're in manufacturing, are you selling to uh, trying to get the attention of the chief engineer? Or is this going through procurement because you sell a real commodity product um, in volume, for example? So targets is really agreeing on who we sell to and, and then you describe that by industry and so on. But there's other targets you need to have when you're planning your launch. It's not enough to get there, but you also want to know, for example, what kind of margins are you aiming for? Do you have a corporate margin goal? It doesn't mean everything you sell can hit that margin goal because I've seen that done. And all that happens is just a lot of things you could have sold for a decent margin that you cannot sell at all because you're trying to get the same margin you might get for, let's say, your professional services. So just having company-wide edicts on margin is foolish. You have to match every product category that you sell to the market that you're in. But certainly, I would strongly recommend being in an area where you could add value to sustain a better than average margin for what you do, especially if you're a small company where you have an opportunity to add value in different ways in the service dimension. We'll talk about that later. But for now, what are your targets? Do you have a market share target? Do you have a top line revenue target? Do you have a unit sold target? Define your targets in ways that are relevant to you. And very importantly, that you can track. Having a big target that you're not going to see till the end of the year is not motivational it won't let people change their behaviors or even think about new and better ways of doing things to achieve that target unless you have a way of putting it up on some sort of dashboard and say, okay, last month we hit our target of 42% gross margin. Or last year, or last month rather, or last quarter, we sold 1,001 widgets. Our goal was 987. We're good. Or I know a client that did a very good job of setting unit sales for a piece of technology. And in their case, it was 64 sales because that's 64 squares on a chessboard. And they were actually putting that up in the shop floor so they could track how far they've, uh, how much progress they made toward their goal. Very admirable thing. So targets are really key in a strategic plan. What are they? What's measurable? What's measurable easily? And what's motivational? Now, you may have a lot of targets. You may have a lot of things you'd like to read in your PL and other operational reports. But I really would suggest four or five things that everybody's mind can get be uh, focused on. So now you have your targets. That's the far end. That's where you're going. On the ground is your launch pad, right? You need a stable launch pad that your resources, your people, your brand, kind of the things you have. Uh, your, your basic infrastructure, the state of your equipment. Uh, I've worked with clients that have equipment that really makes them money, but they're older equipment and it kept breaking down every month or so. They'd be down for two or three days, which wreaked havoc on their delivery schedules. So think about how strong is your launch pad? And is there something else you need to do to shore it up? That would become part of your strategic plan. What parts of your launch pad do you need to shore up? If you're getting more orders and you're really starting to tap your line, 
to make up for cash flow, making payroll, because you're going to get paid, you're going to make a lot of money, but you have to kind of navigate this death valley of 60 or 90 days. That's part of your launch pad. How do you shore that up? Right. That's stuff you, that's kind of like the core of your business that allows you to aim for those targets. So just think about that as a second major part of your strategic plan. And then there's the rocket itself, what you do. And we call that your value prop, right? What do you do in a way that's different enough, that matters enough to your target audience, right? So very simply is how good is what you do? And have you thought of ways to make it better? Have you shaped the rocket to be a more effective rocket, to be faster, to be more desirable, to move from metaphor to just what we're talking about, what you offer to your target customers? Uh, is it clear to your target customers what you are best at? If it sounds like we do all things industrial or we do, we're, we're contract manufacturers, so we can do all kinds of manufacturing. That's great. And here are all our machines. It's a very old school kind of way of promoting it. But if, in fact, you've developed a particular expertise in working in making parts for, let's say, fluid handling of some sort, whether that's jet fuel or water or something, then say we're the specialist in machining or contract manufacturing for fluid management. That would stand out. That makes your rocket powerful because then people say, those are the experts I want to talk to. And don't be afraid of losing out on business that isn't exactly that. Because if people calling you because they need something done and you have capacity and you can do it at the right price, and that's the beauty of this, is you can actually start holding more firm to the better price, the better margin, because you know you have a sweet spot that pays you the premium for having that extra expertise or that extra specialization. And then lastly is launch conditions, right? You've often heard, we've all seen where a shuttle launch or a rocket launch is scratched because of weather, there's lightning storms or whatever. So these are things that you have to look at. What are your launch conditions? And most of these are things we cannot control, but we can respond to. So what's the economy look like? Now, we don't have a crystal ball. And, and you know the reality is no anyone who claims they do usually doesn't. But you can see general trends as they go along. Certainly the last two years of the pandemic, what happened? Things shrank and then they expanded. So a lot of you are getting more orders than ever before. But is that likely to last forever? Is that just pent up demand that will eventually reach an equilibrium? So be careful that you don't overinvest in your launch pad, for example, like by getting another 50,000 square feet unless you know for a fact that you have figured out a way to make your rocket so attractive your value prop so attractive that you believe you can actually fill that capacity even as the market starts leveling off. Uh, work in progress, right? Or work in process, what you have on the shop floor, just your capacity is a launch condition to how much more you want to get. And then of course your cash position. I talked about credit line, but just overall cash position, cash is king, unless you're the subsidiary of a Fortune 100 company. And even there, uh, it's it's important, but certainly in anything that owner-led, private equity held, or anything like that, cash is even more important. So these are four-step plans. And, you know, this comes out of the fact of what we do, right? This, this kind of realization, what we at Value Property, what I do, and been doing over 15 years, is working uh, with leadership teams, primarily owners in industrial categories, with strategy planning and accountability for the purpose of profitable growth. That's the focus that we've done. 
And we've been really fortunate to work with so many different owners, different situations, learned a lot from that. And are proud to say that we've we've actually pointed people and helped them shape their businesses, their target launch pad rocket and launch and management of launch conditions so that they've grown hundreds of millions of dollars of revenues uh, over that period of time. So very excited to do that kind of work. And I just want to say that if you thought for a moment as you listen to this, say, gee, I'd like to go deeper into this. I'd like to just offer you, uh, if you're serious, uh, just a one hour with me to go over this for you and no cost to you. All you have to do is go to valueprop.com slash four-step plan and uh, get on my calendar. There's limited slots, uh, but just see. And then we can talk for an hour about this topic, not pitching you, just talking about this. And that's something that I'm excited to do because I love this topic and it's, it's, it's something that I really wish more leaders, more owners would take a pause. In this case, I'm, I'm saying take an hour pause and work through the thinking on this. And you may need to put more time into this, of course, but it really comes down to your targets, your launch pad, your rocket, and how you're going to navigate launch conditions. So in all cases, I hope this, this uh, episode of our show has been useful to you. And uh, please check out our podcast on Apple, on Spotify, uh, on YouTube, or just directly on our website at valueprop.com. And again, if you do want to get together with me to talk about this specific thing, so you can come out of it with some clarity on one page of targets, launchpad, rocket, and launch conditions, then just go to valueprop.com slash forward slash four-step plan, and I'd be happy to help you. So until then, to your success, take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose.